If you're anything like me, you hate losing. And if you're anything like Mikey, when you lose, you're a hot mess. Hey, friends, this is the Finding Mikey podcast, our family's quest to prepare our son, Mikey, for life. I'm Mike, and from time to time, I'll be joined by my wife, Heather, or other family members and others for interviews and conversations. Now, while I may mention our son, you have a Mikey of your own, and together, we're on a journey to learn as much as we can so that we can understand how to best communicate and guide our kiddos into independent adulthood. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, so when Mikey was in preschool... He had a hard time participating in group events or group activities. He did things on his own, building, flashcards, all that kind of stuff. He just would go over to groups and see what they were doing, sit with them for a little bit. But as soon as he learned that there were rules and sitting down and following instructions, he wanted absolutely nothing to do with the group activity. At that time in his life, there wasn't really an opportunity to practice playing games together or practice winning or losing. Well, I don't think we knew that we needed to practice (laughs) playing games. Right, right. Well, even even with like neurotypical kids, like they do need to learn like how to lose and how to win and and not be, you know, like a showboater or, you know, not to lose and lose your temper and things like that. So it wasn't a social skill that we knew we needed to work on with Mikey yet. But as he got older, you know, we wanted to engage him in family games and family game night. You know, his sister was two and a half years older than him. As one of the family things that we would do was, you know, we would get out, you know, the Candyland game. We would play shoots and ladders. We'd play Uno. And so we started engaging Mikey in that. And we realized that he is a really sore loser. He would just get really angry and upset And Mikey's version of upset is to just have a really big temper tantrum and to cry and cry like uncontrollably. So it's not like an anger where he's like violent or anything like that. He just gets super upset. You know, it was really hard. When Mikey was in kindergarten, he started going to a school that had a lot of ABA therapists and the ABA therapists. Yeah. um, And, No, he went to a preschool and then when the kindergarten didn't work out over in Round Rock, then he went to a school that had ABA therapists also in Round Rock. And what they did basically is they gave him a worksheet called the emotional zones of regulation. It was really simple because he was five. You want to make it easy for them to communicate their emotions and how they're feeling. And so it was basically the zone of regulation. It was green for everything is good. Yellow is, I'm not feeling so great. I'm starting to get frustrated. And then the red zone is I'm angry or I'm out of control. I'm no longer listening. I'm no longer participating in, you know, anything (laughs) in the environment because now I'm in my own world and I'm having a temper tantrum. So when we would play games with Mikey, he would go into the red zone a lot. Right. And I think the therapy or the that little worksheet helped give us a vocabulary and it mm-hmm. helped give him a way to label how right. he was feeling because he's not very forthright or wasn't at first very forthright with how he felt. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, or this really bothers me. Or he wasn't, I know real typical child might say, look, this is hard for me in one way, shape or form, but he would just like hit his limit and then cards go, <laughs> go flying in the air Yeah, and then he's out, right? Mm-hmm. So this gave us another way to communicate with him. 
Mm-hmm. That was a breath of fresh air for us because we didn't we didn't know where to start. Right, right. What we would do to help Mikey out with this is we would play games frequently so that we gave him a chance to practice winning and losing. Because this was identified as one of his social skills that are delayed, it's important to do it often and practice often so that they can have more opportunities to learn this social skill. Because with Mikey and a lot of other kids on the spectrum, when they have a deficit in a certain social skill, they need to be taught it instead of just waiting for them to learn it by playing with other peers. And it's important for them to learn at home when they're with their family and close friends, because it's an atmosphere where they feel comfortable. And if they lose their temper, you know, they can go to their room, you can help them calm down. If they are practicing outside the home with friends before you know how they're going to cope with it, it can be pretty disastrous. It can. It can be pretty disastrous even with your your family in an Mm -hmm. environment where you're trying to work this stuff out. And I remember a time early on, we were living in Virginia at the time, and we were at the Manassas Mall. And there was, I forget what the name of the place was, but there was an arcade on one side and there was bowling on the other. So I took Mikey to go bowling because he likes bowling. And it was sort of a baby step because it was just him and me. Mm-hmm. and he didn't have to deal with his sisters. He didn't have to deal with them bowling something better, him setting an expectation that he doesn't even realize he's setting, but like perfection is the minimum for Mikey, it seems, right, when he does something. Otherwise, he would get frustrated. So you're off doing your thing, I remember, and it wasn't very long, mm-hmm. but like he lost it, and he wouldn't take correction. He wouldn't stop. Like we were in the middle of a game, and I was like, look, let's just take a break. And I wasn't even going to like keep bowling. I was just like, oh, chill. It's okay. We can take a break. If this is, you know, hard for you to handle, let's get you back from the red zone into yellow, mm-hmm. hopefully into green. And he lost it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was tired. Maybe he was hungry, something, but he lost it. He was <laughs> on the floor screaming and kicking. And I'm like, dude, we got to go. Wow. We're not going to have this. We're was he losing this. at the bowling game? I don't, probably. I mean, I'm pretty good at bowling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, I don't think it matters. He just wasn't bowling strikes every time. Oh, so it was his own expectation that time. Yeah. Like I said, his expectation is like, I want to be perfect. So it was maybe a combination of both, right? I may have bowled a spare or I may have hit down more pins or he's looking at the score because we've noticed this about him too. He kind of has a defeatist look on things. If he can't win, he's going to quit, but he quits very explosively. So it didn't matter. He was making a total show of himself. And, uh, you know, so I had to, as well as I could close out pay for what we were doing. And I remember calling you. I'm like, look, I can't do those two things at the same time. Can you come help me out? So I know you had to come and help. And he was, he was a mess. Yeah. When I got over there, you still had to put all the balls away that you had gotten. You had to pay, return the shoes and Mikey's on the floor crying and his face is bright red. Yeah. But screaming and like upset, like, no, yeah, he was, he was full on on fit. No, (laughs) it's, it's to the point where, yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother me that everyone's like watching, but you know that everybody's watching. Like he wasn't quiet about it one bit. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 So. Yeah. I mean, if he knew what he was doing, he could have maybe leveraged some of that like social pressure, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, you know, I'll just scream until you let me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he didn't. He, uh, yeah, but he was straight up gone. Yeah. Gonzo. And it was, it was impossible to pull him back. So yeah. we were just like, let's cut it and let's go. And that's, that's one thing I think that we needed to learn. And I'm steadfast on too. It's like, look, if we're not going to be able to go and enjoy ourselves, which means X, Y, and Z. It's okay. We can leave. I'm not upset about it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I get to miss out on it 
some of us get to or have to pay the price for not being able to partake in that fun activity. But I think after a couple of those where Mikey saw, heck, even Grace and Joy saw that we don't have to be there and Mm -hmm. we're ready to go at a moment's notice. Like if we can't get our act together, it's okay to leave. Like I think they know that like that's not an empty threat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they get to weigh, all right, well, I can help myself regulate and stay here so we can have some fun. Or, you know what, I really can't regulate and, and we'll go. I know that going is is, is always an option. So, right. yeah, so you're talking about not being able to verbalize and talk about where you're at mm-hmm. in that spectrum of red, yellow, and green. Once we had that, I think it was helpful. But still, we had to get out and practice. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of the days during the summertime, again, this is probably when he was in like first grade, I took some neighborhood kids over to a trampoline park. And I'm like, this is going to be great. This is Mikey's heaven. Yeah. He loves, those. he loves trampoline parks. He loves bounce house places. Like so I'm like, friends. nothing's going to go wrong here because he's got a friend and he's going to be just jumping and having a great time. Well, lo and behold, there was an air hockey table in the trampoline park. He's like, yeah, mom, I want to play air hockey. I want to play air hockey. So, you know, I gave him a couple dollars to go play air hockey with his friend and it was a nightmare. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like just looking back on it, I'm like, it still like pings me. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like so hard to watch. Every time his friends scored on him, he would get upset. The air hockey actually had one of those electronic scorekeepers. So it, and it, that actually worked. <laughs> Bright so if numbers. he, yeah. So mm-hmm. if he can tell he wasn't going to win the game, he went from crying to like straight up, like red face, crying really loud, you know, temper tantrum. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I was like trying to calm him down, but he didn't want to stop playing even though he was not even really playing anymore. And I was like, wow, you know, I really need to figure some things out here because this is, you know, this is not good for Mikey. And it was just an eye opener for me. Like, oh my goodness. Like this is one of the areas with Mikey being on the spectrum that needs like, it needs attention. And like, I need help. How do I help him? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, but one of the characteristics out of all this, like, yeah, the his outward displeasure, his upsetness yeah. of the things not going his way, like that sucks to see. Right. But he is determined. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it shows itself in so many other things, like, you know, the mm-hmm. Lego stuff, the, you know, him wanting to learn how to fly a drone, him trying to do the warped wall, you know, right. at parkour, like those things, like mm-hmm. he, he is incredibly driven and we didn't want to take the drive out of him. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to take the response mm-hmm. if things weren't looking good, right? Right, right. And I know a lot of people, you know, they want to see their kids play sports. You know, like baseball was, you know, something I grew up, you know, watching my brother play and well, Jordan yeah, played, Coach you Jordan. know, mm-hmm. Jordan played baseball. And I just couldn't wait to get Mikey signed up for a sport because yeah, he's our boy. Cross you know? or football or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and because of this part of his personality and this sensitivity that I had as a mom, like I didn't want to sign him up for sports because I didn't want to be like sitting on the sidelines and like watching him have a temper tantrum because it would be hard for me to watch. And then also too, I didn't want him to get like bullied or just have other people be like, oh my gosh, why can't this kid like get control of himself? And so I never really like looked into sports for him. I I mainly got him involved in things that I knew he enjoyed you know, like, let's go to the trampoline park. Let's, you know, do for a while there. 
he was taking a parkour class Right. where that's just him. It's not a competitive thing. He's just going there. He's getting physically fit and he's doing warped walls and climbing jumping and jumping off, off of things mm-hmm. and which is Mikey. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. X Games. <laughs> but yeah, so I just wanted to share that honesty moment that it was kind of, you know, a little bit defeating not to be like, yeah, let me sign you up for soccer and baseball and all this and that. Well, and we did. We got him in soccer a little bit when we lived here. We had a little when he t-ball was like thing. Three. I know. I know. And he didn't want to play. He's I know. Like, I don't understand. Like, if I don't get to kick the ball, and it's funny, we got him into flag football, and for the week of conditioning, he was there like on day two. His <laughs> still gonna. I crack up about this because he's like, "When are we gonna play football? When are we gonna play football?" And we're like, "Buddy, it's just conditioning. You got to get in shape first. He's like, "Why are we practicing running? I already know how to run, right?" Oh so, my goodness! You know, yeah. he's, well, that's he's, a whole nother <clears throat> part of. <laughs> well, kind of, but I think it, it falls into the things that make it difficult for him too, because there are rules to a game. Yeah. But then there's a fair bit of improv in a game as well. Mm-hmm. He's gotten to play a lot of Gaga Ball lately, and there are specific rules. But then there's creative ways to play the game where you're still able to continue to play. And at first that was super difficult for him. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of cases like baseball or like T-ball, I remember he'd get a ball and he's like, okay, I'm supposed to throw it first. If you don't know where else to throw it, throwing it to first isn't a bad idea. Right. Mm -hmm. But in his head, he has just this rule set that's taught to him and allowing him to improv is a little bit different. That's why I think we gravitated toward like, bowling and we've tried some golf stuff we you know parkour like these individual mm-hmm. kind of things maybe swimming might be his thing or maybe he actually does develop more into a team scenario because he's enjoying gaga ball now and he's mm-hmm. doing really well at gaga ball but i don't know there's an olympic gaga ball yet anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there's any scholarships for gaga ball oh my gosh um, but a part of this too that would frustrate him is just that there are sort of rules. Like remember when we were in Virginia and our neighbor had a pogo stick and this guy, man, he could bounce on this pogo stick forever, almost all day. Mikey wanted to do this and he'd get on and he would fall off. It'd be like boink off, mm-hmm. boink off, boink off. After three or four, he's like, forget this. This sucks. But he was determined. Yeah. But he was frustrated. So it gave us an opportunity to do that that you were talking about. It's like failing forward fast, right? It's like, okay, you got two now. Cool. Let's see if you can do two again. Let's see if you can do two again. All right, now just do one. Just do one. Now do four. You know, that kind of thing. But to fail rapidly and to get that ingrained in him that like failure is a part of this, mm-hmm. like 100%. And I would give him examples of Jordan. Jordan's a lifelong skateboarder, right? He fails 90% of the time. Right. Because he's trying a new trick and he's busting his body up. He's doing this and that and the other. But the other five or 10, whatever percent of the time, it's perfect. But it's all that practice and that repetition. And it wasn't too long after that that he was, you know, bouncing on this pogo stick to whatever count you wanted. Mm-hmm. 100, 200, 300. Yeah, he's like, like Mom, literally. count. I get to 300. I'm like, do I still have to count? <laughs> right. I get it. You're really good at this. <laughs> and when he was like that with the warp wall, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he tried and he tried and he tried and everywhere we saw one, he would try it and he would try it and he'd get frustrated. But he, you know, by then we had developed like, you know what, you do realize until you develop the skills and the strength or whatever, you're going to fail more than you when you win. But then something clicks and then all of a sudden he's just doing it every single time without fail. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that we took out of this was it's just play, lose, repeat, like reset it right away. Play, lose, reset, play, win, reset. Like as soon as you win, reset it too, because it's just that extra repetition. So that was all really good. Mm -hmm. So then 
I mean, we definitely saw, quote, a problem, right? Right. Hothead doesn't want to lose, you know? He's mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely have a, dif- a difficult time with that. What did want to tell everybody what we did to sort this out? Right, right. So I think up until this point on the journey that we were on with, with Mikey, we had heard about ABA therapy, but we hadn't started incorporating some of the techniques when we were working with Mikey. But there were certain ones, like I just mentioned, I needed help with this whole I want to be first, I can't handle losing type things. And so when Mikey was around eight years old, we signed up for ABA therapy. And ABA therapy stands for Applied Behavior Analysis. And it's one of the therapies that's approved for helping kids learn certain life skills that are on the autism spectrum. And I'll go more into ABA therapy and like the goal setting that we did with him in another podcast but I at least wanted to bring it up to you in this podcast because it was in working with his ABA therapist in an in-home setting that I really started getting some tools for helping Mikey. So let me clarify that. You said in an in-home setting. Correct. As opposed to what? As opposed to clinic setting. Yep. So there's clinic setting for ABA and then there's in-home for ABA. And when we first started doing ABA, it was all in clinic. And in clinic <laughs> has its its purpose, but with in-home... I preferred that more because I like to be engaged and I like to be able to listen to what the therapist is saying and how they're doing the exercises with Mikey. And one of the things that she would do is, you know, she would play Uno with Mikey and his sisters and I would get to see, you know, how she would talk to him. And it was really cool too, because, you know, it's not just Mikey that needs help with, you know, winning gracefully and having good sportsmanship. It's his sisters too. So I got to see her give them some little, you know, coaching. And so that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we didn't know that there was a vocabulary that we could use for him as well, or a structure, mm-hmm. you know, being able to say like, you know, is this a big problem, a uh, small problem or no problem was really helpful. And, and it became a little bit of a mantra for a while there that would sort of frustrate him, right? Um, mm-hmm. You don't go up to a kid where there's already a big problem and be like, hey, is this a big problem, small problem, or medium problem? Because he'd be right. like, it's a big problem. You're making it worse. But being able to catch things on the way up Correct. from small or no to like through small problem was much easier to manage. And we actually started using that with the girls. Like you said, it was a, a valuable tool amongst other tools that we had to communicate and to just get more in touch with like, each kid's internal kind of bit or even our own internal. Right. Right. So some of the tips that I got from the ABA therapist were before you start playing a game, tell Mikey what social skills you expect while playing the game and then model those skills for him. And Grace being two and a half years older, even though she wasn't perfect at losing and winning, she knew how to model good sportsmanship. And so if you have a sibling, get them involved in the session Or, you know, if it's not a session, if you guys are just having a family game night, explain to the older sibling before you start playing what social skills you want them to model. Like if someone is bowling a strike and you might want to say, hey, good job. Or they miss their spare and they don't get it. Hey, it's okay. Just try next time. Or if they roll a gutter ball, like two high fives, right? (laughs) Right. We can like, you know, be funny. And, you know, if we get a gutter ball and it wasn't what we wanted, you just say something anyway. Just be silly about it. When I forgot. I'm not going to say good job to someone for getting a gutter ball, but you can just do something like a family joke, you know? But as a... Like, whoo, that's okay. (laughs) But as as a parent though, like I don't remember where I heard this from, but there was just this method of, you know, at first or at a certain point, I forget, but... 
it was rewarding the failure because mm-hmm. it wasn't that they succeeded or failed. It was that they put in their best effort, right? So yeah. when it came to like coaching the kids, I kind of like that too. It's like, look, I'm going to give you a high five for a strike and I'm going to mm-hmm. give you two high fives for a gutter ball. Okay. Because it's not a big whoop, right? Yeah. That you had a gutter ball. And I'm just stoked that you're coming back to me with a smile and you're coming back for this high five and the connection that we can have. Like, I'm Mm going to give you a hug too. And like, we're going to celebrate and like, we'll make fun of it. How many in a row can you make, you know, and just be lighthearted about it. But that was one of the things that I I like to do is to just, when the kids get like too much in their head about like, yeah, it's just not right. It's not right. And be like, look, you know what? I'm going to reward you more Uh for failure. You're not going to fail. Right. 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 So anyway, but yeah, you're yeah, right. it's just about us getting together and, you know, having fun and having experiences and whoever wins wins and, you know. Well, but pulling in the peer groups, right? Mm-hmm. Siblings, friends, that kind of a thing was really, really helpful. And right. I have to give all the credit to, you know, our ABA therapy for that stuff, because I think we were able to take it out into the house. Uh, yeah, quicker. we took our ABA therapist to the bowling alley with yeah, us. We're like, lot. we have a problem bowling. Let's go to the bowling alley. She loved we have it. a hard time at birthday parties. <laughs> Come with me to Grace's birthday party. Right. You know, that was one of Mikey's triggers as well. But hey, we'll save that for another podcast. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. So to to get to where we are right now, like, how's it now? Okay. Well, there are a couple more tips that I wanted to share. My bad. Okay. No, that's okay. So basically, you touched a little bit about the whole small problem, medium problem, big problem. But what you really want to do is, again, before you start playing the game, is to ask them to put losing or winning in the category, small problem, big problem, medium problem, because it helps them remember the perspective about staying calm and about how it's not a big deal to lose. And you want to definitely, you know, like ask that question a couple times throughout the game, but not if they're starting to get frustrated, if they're in the yellow zone, that's not a time, even the yellow zone, not a time to be asking that question. Just go to a coping strategy. Then, Just right? go to a coping strategy, right? Doing that again, like it really helps them stay focused on the fact that they're working on a skill because it would be okay. Like we would tell Mikey, like, Hey, we're going to play Uno and we're going to work on not getting angry if you lose. And we're going to work on saying good job to the person if someone else wins. And if you win, we're going to practice not showboating. It's okay to let them know that we're doing this for fun, but we're also doing it to learn. The other thing, and you just mentioned it, was the calm down skills, is to provide reminders of what calm down skills Mikey's using before we start playing. Some of the examples for him were if he's getting frustrated, just saying, hey, we're just going to take a five minute break. We're all going to stop playing for a minute you know, or for five minutes, take a break. We can come back to it. Nothing's going to go anywhere unless the cat jumps on the table and knocks some pieces <laughs> of candy land off of the game board. But, you know, we would do that as a prep step as well. At first it was like, Hey, look, here's what we're practicing on is losing a big problem, small problem, medium problem. And we define that. And then we found that, okay, maybe moving forward now we need to be like, Hey, look, we're going to set the expectation for what our calm down is also, mm-hmm. but ahead of the game. So we're like, Hey, right. Where does losing fit? And also, if we start to get into yellow, we're just going to take a break, grab some water, go to the bathroom. We'll come back in five minutes. We'll start a five-minute timer and come back. That way it was defined. Mm -hmm. It fit into the structure for him there as well. And it also gave us the opportunity to calm down and not throw Candyland off the table. (laughs) Exactly. Or Uno cards go flying in the air. Grabbing a quick snack, taking some deep breaths. Again, just doing something to remind yourself that winning's awesome, but losing's not such a big deal. Yeah. And then finally, it's frequency. Our kids need frequency to practice the skills so that it just really sticks with them. They don't learn it as fast as other kids. 
And so we would play Uno games two or three times, you know, at every ABA session or Candyland or Wii Bowling. Yeah, the, on, on the <laughs> I Nintendo remember that Wii. now. Yep. We would play the Nintendo Wii Bowling game and the therapist and Grace and Joy and I and sometimes Mike, we would all play it together and it was pretty fun. We're all really good at it now too, so that's cool. Mikey's still better than all of us, by the way. We, uh-huh. have, we have photographic proof of that. Almost a perfect game, man. Good for him. Yeah. I'm a fan of the repetition. Like I said, like there's so many things like I think part of the mentality that I bring to our family is just to fail forward fast. Like you're going to go through your life with a whole bunch of failures and you're going to hear no a million times or more. You're going to stub your toe a lot. But like if you gave up when you were learning how to walk, you wouldn't be walking today. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just pick yourself up, keep going. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. It doesn't matter. You're going to succeed eventually. You know what though? He's taken this surprisingly. I was a little bit, okay. When the pandemic hit, we had my office and I kind of converted it into a part-time game room as well. Jordan was living with us. Of course, Mikey was there as well. And he would see me and Jordan playing Call of Duty. That was something that we did to bond at the end of the day. And he wanted to get involved. And I was a little bit concerned because A. He's 10 now Well, at when, that point. Yeah. It's, yeah. Don't be embarrassed. It's okay. It wasn't <laughs> like when he was three. He was 10. He's 11 now. But the first thing was just trolls and if you've played online gaming at all especially something that's a first person shooter people (laughs) are gonna give you a hard time it doesn't matter who you are they don't have to know you you're gonna get bullied and it's part of to me it's part of the fun because it doesn't bother me and i think i can fire back and the more creative i can get with my insults (laughs) the more fun it is but i was concerned for him that if he heard someone say man you suck and then he'd get real heartbroken you know okay so I let him practice with like playing offline and just playing the bots. And we had him join me and Jordan and dang it. He was good. He was really, really good. And it didn't bother him when we lost. And the freaking excitement on him when we would win, we'd pull out a dub on a Warzone match or in plunder or something like this. He was stoked. It like we would ride high and be like, yeah, let's play again. You know? So it was, it was really, really cool. But He's since played Ticket to Ride as well. And the first time you and I played with him, we took it a little bit easy on him so that Mm -hmm. it wouldn't frustrate him. But after that, it's no holds barred. He caught on quick. He understands the rules. It's pretty, you know, I wouldn't say complicated, but there are many different ways that you can go. So there's a level of strategy involved. Correct. And the rules are pretty easy, but he hasn't gotten upset when he loses. He's Mm -hmm. like, ah, all right. Right. But it's a long game. So it's not like we could repeat that very well. So I think we've built ourselves up to a point where, you know, if he were to play a long game of chess and lose, or if he were to play a long game of Monopoly and lose, it probably wouldn't impact him as much. Whereas before he'd be like, screw this, I'm out, flip the table and be (laughs) done with it. So pretty stoked with where he's come with this. And there was kind of a theme that I picked up on early with him was that it just seemed really self-centered for him. If he's not going to be able to win, it frustrates him. If he's not going to be able to win, he'll quit. Like with the air hockey game. I remember that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it also expresses themselves in ways that were dangerous for him. And we didn't realize it when he was young. As like he was a little flight risk. You get him out in the parking lot at HEB or your grocery store, Target or whatever. And he'd run. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted to be inside or he wanted to get wherever we were going. And he wanted to be there first. So we've had yeah. to, through ABA, we were able to really break that down and help keep him safe. Mm-hmm. As well as help him, you know, be a more, I don't know, more of a participant in gaming life than to, you know, be someone who's excluded or self-excluded or not fun to be around. But it's a fun journey and it's good to have him now because he's really, really good at these games and he's super competitive, which makes it extra fun too. 
as long as he keeps it chill. Yes. Right? Yes. And we've even gotten to the point now where I carry a stack of Uno cards in my purse. And if we're somewhere where we have to wait a long time or, you know, a restaurant, something where we're going to have a lot, a lot of downtime, Grace is doing competitive gymnastics. So there's a bunch of waiting around. He'll get the Uno cards out of my purse and he'll go sit down and he's very social. So he'll just meet a whole bunch of new kids. Start playing. And he'll be like, hey, you want to play Uno? And they're all bored too. So they're like, yeah, let's play Uno. And I no longer have to like cringe or like yeah. look at him and make, you know, say, oh my gosh, is he going to freak yeah. out or is he going to have a meltdown? And nope, they play Uno. And now, and it's probably an age appropriate challenge. I always like to look at things in that perspective is to make sure he's playing fair to win. Yeah. Because he like, yeah. you know, you know, like, like a lot of kids, they These could are my be like, house rules. <laughs> yeah. Like all of a sudden the rules are going to change to benefit me or. Well, it's. A little of not playing fair, starting with the C word. Well, maybe we can, we can. What's the C word? Cheating. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a different C word. My bad. Um, well, I mean, we can end it on this and just realize that like, look, it took us a few years to get here, uh -huh. um, but it's been fun. We've been able to add more play, more enjoyment with each other here as well but we still even at the meets or even mm -hmm. if he has friends over when he gets too much set on like he wants to do what he wants to do then that's our cue to let's go into a calming technique because mm -hmm. he's overwhelmed or he's bothered or something has gotten in the way so at least we're able to play uno and uh -huh. at least we're able to play ticket a ride and at yeah. least we're able to you know do these things where we he can, can go regulate. bowling yeah and if he's bowling. invited to go bowling with a friend you know like as a friend with another family yeah we can let him go i can be like yeah, go. And then just have a little pep talk with him before he goes. That's right. So anyway, our encouragement to you guys is to go ahead and play the games and work on this stuff. You're sharpening your child's skill set. We're not always going to be happy. We're mm -hmm. not always going to win. We're not always going to have the outcome that we expect to have there as well. And we all need to figure out how to cope with it. And we'll probably have to deal with coping with it our entire life. So let's continue to start early repeat this often. And that way, when we put them out in the world, they've at least got the tools they need to, to succeed this way. Correct. Well, anything you want to say in closing? Family game time. All it's right. an inexpensive way to enjoy time with your family. So I encourage you all to do it. And if you're not doing it enough, do it more often. That's it. Let us know what you guys are playing. Maybe we'll pick up some of these extra stuff, or maybe we can find some way to play with some of our audience at some point. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? That would be. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in on this episode. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon. 